Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi guys. Hey. This is the Witch's Magic Murder and Mystery Podcast. I'm Kara. And I'm Megan. And this is a side piece episode. Hello. Yes. I love it. First, man. I had saved all these news stories because whenever something happens, I love true crime. Or, yes, and it, I felt like this past week it's like a whole bunch. Uh-huh. So first off, we got a Instagram message. Okay, and I know the guy that sent it. His name's Stephen. We went to high school. Uh-huh. And so Stephen, if you're listening, hey, you're gonna probably enjoy this too. So he sent a news link, uh-huh. and the all he said in the message was. Like, stay tuned. More bodies okay, will be found. I saw that and I was like, I'm afraid to click on this right now. And I just got back to work because I was in the middle of waiting on a client to numb. And I was yeah. like, I can't click on this right now. I know. I didn't reply to him. But what my thought was, like, if I didn't know you, I would have been like, Are I'm not opening this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no. How do you know? But it's the Lake Mead. Oh. Uh, so it's a reservoir and there, the water level is going down. It's just so creepy. Yeah, and they found a body in a barrel that they think was a murder victim from the 80s, I believe. And then they found another one. So that was the link he sent me was the, or not sent me, but sent the podcast, yeah. was the body in the barrel. Yeah. And then a second set of human remains was found. The first one was discovered May 1st, a murder victim who died from gunshot wounds sometime in the mid-70s to oh early 80s. Gosh. They're saying it's drained dramatically over the last 15 years. And anyway, they've now, they found another body. And so I think the part of this... It's not just like morbid curiosity, although I have that. Oh, for sure. <laughs> it's also, I wonder how many cold cases Are we might soft. get some answers yeah. to. And that's the kind of thing I always yeah. love. I mean, not that it's sad, but it's also like so much better. I People think, are, yeah, to you're going to get closure. You have an answer. Mm-hmm. I would hate. There's no good. No, there's response, no outcome in, in murder. But I think not knowing would be the worst. Right. And then the three tourists who died at that Sandals Resort <gasps> in the Bahamas. Yeah weird yeah in case you all I mean, i'm sure everybody's heard about this but let's talk about it anyway so yeah. they found a, a couple in one villa mm-hmm. and one man in another villa and his wife also but she wasn't dead when they found her right and she's actually been upgraded she was in like critical condition now she's in fair condition mm-hmm. and they she's at a hospital in miami but the other couple was dead when they found them yeah. and her husband doa they said the couple, they showed signs of convulsion. Yeah. They're also saying there's no sign of foul play. And so that makes me think some sort of poison. Right. Yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because remember several years ago, there was something like that. Mm-hmm. It was like a toxic yeah. cleaning thing. Yeah. Like some kind of chemical. I don't remember what it was from. But it was the same deal. People were at some tourist resort and getting, I think a couple people died. Yeah. It was like, what? So just can you imagine being at the sandals right now? Mm-mm. I was like, out. well, it's I gotta get time out of here to go. Yeah, yeah, I'm not eating the food. I'm not. One of my clients actually, they went to a resort, not Sandals Resort, but somewhere. They just got back last week, and 
she came for her lip appointment and she was talking about how she was fine, but her husband, like they almost couldn't come back because he got like deathly ill with stomach issues because he drank the water. Well, he they didn't drink out of like tap water, but he kept drinking drinks from like the tiki bar that had ice in them, and they were wondering if they were made from like unfiltered water, maybe or the ice you machine was bad. That would be. I don't know. See, I don't know. She was like, "That's the only thing he yeah. had that was different than me." Well, these people, like, <laughs> they said all four of them had gone like to the medics the mm-hmm. night before at different times, complaining oh. of feeling bad. And they'd all eaten at different places. Yeah. There's not anything similar they can find. So yeah. it makes me wonder if it's another case of some sort of chemical or whatever. And then, of course, I'm automatically like Havana syndrome. Exactly. Like, is this some sort of testing? Like right. Somebody's testing yeah. out some kind of. Is this getting weird? <laughs> and then the last thing was, did you hear about the guy who escaped from prison with a prison guard? No. Okay. The guy's name was Casey White and the prison guard was Vicky White. And I think it was Alabama. Okay. And so she was a prison guard. And she was like, I'm taking him for a mental health evaluation, which was not true, but I guess nobody double checked it. She had bought a car with a fake ID specifically for them to go on the run in. She had bought him clothes. What? And I'm just like, what happened? But then they were caught in Indiana and she shot herself. So she died, but the inmate is back in custody. What happened? And and we're never going to know. I just want to talk to her and be like, because they said she was a How really exemplary yeah. em- employee. Like, what? How did you get here? Yeah. How did you get What's here? What's up this And also... How did you think you were going to get away with this? That's the thing that blows my mind. How did you think... Right. You would... Where, yeah. where were you going to go? Yeah. Indiana? <laughs> Why are you know in like Canada by now? Like, exactly. What? Anyway. Exactly. Have you been watching the Eric C. Kahn documentary? No. On the social security? I don't even know what that is. Okay. It's on Apple. It's a documentary. It's like a, I think a four part, maybe almost an hour each, if that, on a social security lawyer in Appalachia in Kentucky. And he ends up taking advantage of the system by being in cahoots with some judges and some doctors who are very shady doctors who had lost their licenses in some states and got them in Kentucky or like other states and sent these people to them or would like just send a form and the judge and the doctors would just sign off on it. So all of these people, some of them did need social security benefits. Like some of them were dying. They were so sick, but then others, no, they didn't want to work, but he was getting millions of dollars. He drove like a Rolls Royce. He had a statue of Abraham Lincoln. He had the statue of Liberty in a his... Rolls Royce in Appalachia. Uh-huh. And he had <laughs> six, blend, 16, exactly. He had 16 wives his office consisted of like tons of trailers all attached to each other. So it was a maze. And all of a sudden this writer, I don't remember if he was in New York or California, where he was, he was just doing research on social security and like the debt that it's in. And he found, like came across Eric Seacon and started digging into it. So then these two sweet ladies that worked for the Appalachian Social Security Administration started noticing that this one judge was stealing files off of their desk and hitting approved immediately when it takes months to get approved. And it was taking them 30 days. So were they just embezzling the funds for themselves? So no. Oh, how like they the people paid? were getting money, but they get paid out for that as well. Like a cut. Mm-hmm. How do you live with yourself? Right. 
What's your plan? What's your long-term plan? Oh, and another one. He writes like this memoir while he's on the run. And so it's like people reading. It was absurd. When did this all take place? Like the 80s? It's a long time ago. No, 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 no. no. It was like 2013, I think, was the little news tip. I definitely want to. Everybody needs to go watch watch it. it. Yeah, and let us know what you think. Okay. Good old Kentucky. I know it's a longer chit-chat than normal, you guys. Yeah. Come on. Come on. It's we got a lot to talk about today. <laughs> this is a, an interesting one. It's a mystery. Okay. It's not your typical. I don't know that either one of us have maybe covered anything like this. Okay. Like weird creatures. Mm. Do you believe in Bigfoot, Megan? I do. Yeah, totally. 100%. What about the Loch Ness Monster? Yes. Okay. Have you ever heard of uh, Machiliam Bimbe? nope (laughs) keep this in mind the congo river basin covers an area about 1.5 million square miles in central africa so that's more than twice the size of alaska or six times the size of texas do you think that all of this land has been explored no no (laughs) they're thinking that the congo it's it's a good potential that this is possibly happening happening here Happling? Happling? Uh-huh. Ha- I'm podcasting <laughs> the happilings. We're doing good. <laughs> Things are so good today. Okay. Like I said, Loch Ness Monster, Bigfoot, they're all well known. Mm-hmm. But then there's this creature. There are reports of a Machilia Mbimbe. I'm just really impressed that you're <laughs> even doing it with this name. Because I feel like it's something I would have been like, well, I can't do this episode because I'll never pronounce that. <laughs> I looked it up so many times and had to put like hyphens as to like where you're supposed to say it. And I'm still going to miss it. I'll write things out phonetically. Yeah. It's like crazy and just be like, okay, here's each <laughs> syllable. And I still feel like do clapping. It. <laughs> yep. So there is a Dr. Roy, I think it's Mackle, M-A-C-K-A-L. He was a retired biologist from the University of Chicago. He was like, I've checked maps and data on the maps. There's not enough data. There's insufficient data to tell me what all has been explored. Mm-hmm. He was like, this place is so large. Like, this, like, And it's the Congo. So Exactly. He was like, it was the end of the world. It gives you a feeling of surviving prehistoric times. Mm-hmm. So in 1980s, Dr. Mackle led two expedition teams to this swampy rainforest area of the Congo, and there's pygmies living there. They were looking for this dinosaur-like creature. Mm-hmm. It was kind of like the Loch Ness, but it was Africa's version of it. It was a large reptile-like creature. It had a long neck, long tail. They thought it was an herbivore. They said it would roar at them if humans approached it. And then they said... So the pygmies are the ones who have seen it? Yes. Okay. Some people said it has a single horn. Mm-hmm. This dinosaur-like creature, some of the tribes people would say they've seen it kill elephants. Oh, wow. Yeah. But if it's an herbivore, what? I mean, unless it's just territorial. I, that was my question, too. But an elephant? Like, how yeah. big was it? I mean, it was pretty large. Yeah. So, they were like... We're just going to look for a creature that's of that description. So they were like, it's really aggressive. (laughs) Yeah. They're like, it could be aggressive. So maybe we got to be on it. We don't know. This has been explored by many people just trying to find it. And then they were like, well, you know, we've seen it coming up out of the waters. Oh, and this is where I was like, they have see, this is where I was like, uh, this, I got to do this. Mm-hmm. Like Megan and I are terrified of creatures in, in the water. water. Yeah. So they were like, it primarily lives there and then it'll come out 
to like eat and stuff. Kara. Yes, Megan. I have been seeing all over TikTok these hair straighteners. Ever since I got my haircut, I still feel like I'm learning how to do my hair all mm-hmm. over again. Let me tell you, I have found one that works really well. It's um, from Tymo, uh-huh. T-Y-M-O. Yes. And it is the company for getting the best type of straightener for everything your hair could possibly need. It's all over social media right now with products from $59.99 to top of the line straighteners. Each of their products are built to last and have so many options for whatever your hair needs are. So Karen and I received a couple of the products. Oh my we gosh. got a so straightener exciting. and a blow dryer. Yeah. So I'm going to talk about the straightener because that's the one that I have used. It has a cordless design, which makes it so right. handy. You traveled with it. Yes. So it's great for getting a good hair reset on the go because it's so portable and convenient. It's called the Porta. It has this 3D comb design, which is enhanced by cutting edge MCH anionic technology. So you brush it through your hair, it straightens as it goes, and it pushes against this ceramic plate that gives a frictionless glide that promises to curb frizz by 50%. And I've totally seen that because my hair gets frizzy and this just really smooths it out. I really loved it. Okay, so I got the air hype. I'm obsessed with it. I have just like naturally curly wavy hair so it was a huge game changer for me it dries your hair in half the normal time and it keeps your hair safe and shiny which i noticed immediately mm-hmm. i didn't even need to straighten it afterwards and usually i do because usually i have all those wild like curls left over yeah. the wind power on this thing is intense it's wild like i turned it up i was like let's play with these buttons okay so it has three magnetic styling attachments they're all amazing you know how some blow dryers you get are like if you go to a hotel and there's a diffuser and you're like oh my gosh this is like tearing my hair to pieces and it's gonna be so tangled not with this one nice and it's magnetic so it's great so right now you guys our listeners can get 30 percent off their first order at timobeauty.com t-y-m-o beauty.com using the code WMM30. So that's just two M's. You guys know our codes usually have three. So just keep that in mind. So with so many great products to choose from, now's the time to upgrade your styling and curling kit. So go to tymobeauty.com and use the code WMM30 for 30% off your first purchase. Goodbye. Goodbye. There have been more than 50 expeditions to this area, but they haven't had any like scientific evidence. There are like some large claw-shaped footprints recorded by a French missionary in 1776, and then several others have noted these footprints as well. The only photos they have are pretty fuzzy, kind of like big They have to say uh-huh. and the longness. Yes, exactly. So they were like, but there's thousands of eyewitness reports. One says that I was on a boat on the river when I saw the Mokilium Bimbe. He began to chase us. He rose out of the water. We ran or he would have killed us. Uh-uh. Terrifying. Well, I mean, I think if the pygmies are saying that it's there, then I believe it because they live exactly. there. Exactly. I mean, they're going to know more than anybody. Yes. Yes. Then there's a Phil, I think it's Olin. He was a community development worker. He was there for about 10 years living there in the Congo and the Central African Republic. It was just about north of there. He said that the people who live in the area are in no doubt that this creature exists. Like they see it often. Wow. Yeah. None of them have ever gotten any other proof of it. Do pygmies carry cameras on them? Yeah, probably not. Wouldn't there be like. I don't know, dead ones. Exactly, or, right. I don't know, just or they've learned how to cohabitate. I keep it. not wanting to say poop, but poop. Right. right. I mean, <laughs> yeah, you think something unless it poops in the water. Oh, ew. Yeah. There's one more reason to not go. In the water. <laughs> 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 ew. 
when people are sitting around a campfire talking, they talk about it. It's something that in their reality in everyday life. Uh, And then they say there's like a spiritual connection or a mystical relationship with it. He said they, the way they see the world is a little different than the way you and I see it. And he was just like their eyewitness reports need to be taken seriously. Yeah. Because they do, they don't have all the electronics that we have. They don't, I mean, they are living life completely different than we live it. Right. And oral history is what they have. Exactly. Like that's all they have. He was like, yeah, of course, like mythology surrounds it, but it's hard to document the species when we're only going on like these short missions, but they're living their everyday lives with it. But when you put it to people, like, is this creature real? People are just like, uh, is it? Like these, this tribe said they are, but I just don't know why we wouldn't believe them. Right. I mean, right. just because they can't provide. Well, and exactly. Like I said in the beginning, like the Congo spans so far, there's no telling what's out there. Also, we have alligators. Mm-hmm. What are those dragon things? The Komodo dragons. Yeah, Komodo dragons that have like all the venom in their mm-hmm. saliva and stuff. Like there's also rhinoceros. Look like With the one who yes. I had the same thought about the rhinoceros. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know telling you it's because we as humans particularly us in western civilizations think that we know everything yes yes <laughs> and like these people must not because they're not they live their life differently than we do yes the most often cited example similar to this animal is the okapi or okapi i'm not sure it's a cloven hoofed mammal with zebra like stripes on its legs it lives in the congo area and they were just like maybe this is what these people are seeing like an african unicorn but this creature doesn't live in the water but it was only about like 1901 that this creature was properly documented and identified but then they were like oh wait it's a relative of the giraffe Oh, yeah. So they were like, I'd like to put the Mokelium bimbe in the same category as the Loch Ness Monster. It was uh, Professor Bill Lawrence at James Cook University in Australia. He was a conservationist biologist and an expert in tropical rainforests. Mm -hmm. He said, my gut sense is the likelihood of the creature actually existing today is small. However, one thing you learn early in science is never say never. We are still discovering new species all the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I feel like we are. Especially in areas like that. Well, that's what I was going to say again. Like, you have no idea what's there. Mm -hmm. Like, there could be, I mean, there's new tribes of people. There's Mm -hmm. all sorts of things. Mm -hmm. There's, it's insane. It is weird to think about how there are parts of the world that we still haven't really explored. I mean, we everybody's heard to think about the oceans. Yeah. But, I mean, even, you know, deep in the Congo, like, who's... Well, yeah, and, like, these government officials are saying that 80% of this area is uncharted. Wow. Yeah. Who knows what's living yeah. there? Because it hasn't been touched. Right. There's oh, nobody building. There's that. Yeah. yeah. What if there are mysterious creatures? What if it's like, what is that movie with the giant blue people? And they have like an area at Disney for it. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The blue people. Yeah. Avatar. Yes, yeah. exactly. What if it's like those creatures? Yeah. And like the tree <laughs> of life there. U.S. writer Rory Nugent, who went on the Congo in search of this creature, wrote a book about his experience. It's called Drums Along the Congo. He said an elegant French curve moving through the water. He believes it might have been the head of this creature, 
But he was just super skeptical about it. He was like, the guides were screaming about the god beast, whether it was part of a show or somebody swimming under the water with flippers, pushing a cardboard piece across a lake. I couldn't tell you. But also, why would they be putting on this show when they have such detailed description? And for what I, purpose? Exactly. Like, what, would, what do they have to gain? Well, and I was going to say, are they paying them? Because that's what I'm trying the, to figure what out. What are they going to do with that money? Right. I don't understand. Don't, yeah. I believe them. Like I said, like, are they paying them? Some were like, well, maybe it's a money-making operation. But then Mr. Nugent, um, it says he fears that one day a Disneyland Congo could be created in the area, similar to the tourist traps, as if the Loch Ness. So he's just thinking that, like, tourists are continually, like, trying to fly in and, like, find this creature, especially now that they're, like, talking about it more and stuff. But Guys, I mean, don't go. Don't go. Leave but, alone. Well, and also, like, there's some dangerous stuff. Yeah, I would go. Like, don't that. go. Thank don't them. go for lots of reasons. Yeah. Then they were like, is it reproducing? Are there others? And it's making babies? Is that's why it's so defensive? Like, what? what are they dying out? There's exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like, or is that why it's so defensive? Because it's so protective of the last few. Mm-hmm. Like, on... um the last year land before land before time oh yeah too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah a psychologist professor jacqueline woolley of the university of texas said i think there is basic need or drive to entertain possibilities just outside of our reach there is excitement in believing what we see what seems impossible or improbable could potentially exist she says that for belief in creatures like this to take hold, they can't be too wacky and far out. They must be similar to real entities, but vary in just one or two ways. Dr. Mackle says, I realize my bias. I'm interested in discovering unknown species of animals, but I think that the Mokelium bimbe still exists and there isn't just one. They're reproducing, he says. Oh. At 86 years old, I would dearly love to be alive if and when the animals are discovered. Oh. Yeah. So then it says some of the African tribes refer to this creature as like a ghost or a spirit animal, mm. as if they're just seeing its form but not the actual creature which is very interesting and that kind of has something to do with their culture too right and also drugs i don't think (laughs) and also (laughs) the congos who knows who knows but like as far as whatever is they're they're seeing something yes right yeah so it says it may also come from like cultural traditions that were shared memories of a region a thousand years earlier than this area was um, inhabited by rhinos and elephants maybe this story just kind of evolved into this creature mm-hmm. i think it exists i mean there's thousands of people that have seen it mm-hmm. and you don't i mean maybe it is like a tiny little town where one story is told and then like everybody tells that around a campfire and then all of a sudden that's the story but if it's like that game of telephone mm-hmm. things are going to get misconstrued and then you're going to be like, well, no, it's this detail. No, it's this detail. But everybody has the same. Also, where did that giant footprint come from? Right. A rhino doesn't look like that. An elephant doesn't look like that. The other thing I think about is, remember in the sleep paralysis episode where we talked about whatever you have been brought up to believe, mm-hmm. that's what you experience in right. sleep paralysis. Yeah. And so it could be a situation of almost the power of suggestion in some ways. Yeah. Like they see some kind of creature right that is a rhinoceros or yeah a giraffe or something yeah. but it's dark or uh-huh. they're who knows what they're doing right and their thought is oh that's the creature that's right. the thing yeah, because that's, that's the culture they live in yeah your reality is shaped by yeah. your beliefs right so 
to you, it's like, oh yeah, that's that creature because that's what I'm supposed to see. Yeah. Could be. But I still, I don't know. I just think for it to be something that's been around this long. Yeah. It feels like a real thing. But that's also why I believe in Bigfoot. (laughs) Well, yeah, exactly. And I was going to say, like, what about that creepy old, 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 old shark looking thing that was found in like, was it the waters of Asia or something? I don't know. I don't know, but it's terrifying looking. Like it looks like an old man in shark form. Think, see, don't go in the water. Uh-uh. But like things deep in the ocean, I mean, and do are, they know how, are number one terrifying, right. and but also they, what's down there. Exactly. And do they know those giant squid? How old are those things? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we don't know how old these this yeah. things could be. I mean, these things could live forever. The idea that it can move between water and land is really interesting too Mm -hmm. yeah gosh it would be something to find yeah that's really interesting who knows what it is mokilium bimbe i think um who was it maybe morgan in our patreon was talking about she wanted some cryptid oh i saw that about like mermaids and stuff yeah Yeah. oh yeah i know we had talked about it in one of the live chats doing a cryptid episode so i'll do it i promise and we'll do one that covers everything but this is a great little short story i know that's so interesting yeah i've never heard of it no i hadn't either i think that's something too that like bigfoot and the loch ness monster and things like that we've heard of Mm -hmm. but there's so many oh my gosh that we haven't oh yeah yeah that's really interesting so crazy well thank you yeah you're so welcome it makes me want to look up pictures or drawings I yeah guess no pictures, it, but it literally like, looks like a small long neck dinosaur or whatever they were called yeah bracky no bronchiosaurus yeah yeah sure absolutely mm-hmm. I, uh, mm-hmm. I know all about these types of things <laughs> it's like me like when we drive by a cloud and i'm like oh that's a cirrostratus and everybody's like what is wrong with you and i'm like listen we studied, studied them in the third grade and it has not left my it's brain since. <laughs> i feel like i'm a physics expert right now oh, because yeah. of oh, the working on that episode, one episode yes it's all had these thoughts all the time about <laughs> it's like space and molecules yes. and the god particle uh-huh. and black holes like oh all that kind of stuff is in my head and i'm just like what am i doing this is not my life <laughs> this is not happening um have a good week you guys yeah if you would like to get in touch with us mm-hmm. it's all literally all in the show notes yeah so feel free to reach out and we love you so much goodbye, goodbye.